after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello. Hello. Hello, man. Welcome back, buddy. Good to see you. It's Good been a while. You, we haven't seen you since we ended the season. Right. For the season premiere of the number one show of the summer. I've been ret- I retreated back to the woods that I live in. I see you've been growing grizzly and everything. I have. I've been getting grizzlier. What's up, everybody? How you doing? And welcome to the After Buzz TV Show Network. And today we have a spotlight on... One of our favorite contestants of this year's America's Got Talent. Actually, the winner, Mr. Paul Zerden. What's up, sir? Hello. Good morning, guys. How you doing, Great to be here. Thank you so much for stopping in. Seeing you, so you're a very good-looking man. Sounds, you got a nice you. chin. You're not so bad yourself. Should I, I mean, leave? I you know? shaved this morning you're just not, for you. I had to shave, and you can see you clean to over here? there, too. I mean, you know, you in the uh, middle. You know, you give us a buffer zone. I, I'm... I don't know if I should. I don't know if I want to be the meat in that sandwich. Yeah, I compliment. He's just a good-looking oh. guy. Oh, well, let me. Uh, so we were just being, we was a manly compliment. Yeah. It was a bro-to-bro compliment. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, Whatever makes everything. you feel better. <laughs> so how you doing? You're coming from Vegas. What was you doing out there? I have just come from uh, headlining at Planet Hollywood. Oh, which wow. Is, wow. Well, as I say that, it's as the words come out, I think to myself, really? Is that what I've just done? And I have just done that. I've been headlining at Planet Hollywood um, from uh, last Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We finished Saturday, came over to L.A. yesterday. Well, welcome, wow. welcome. So Thank right you. now you're doing the audition tour run for yeah. the new se- the next season of America's Got Talent 2015-2016. Yes. So how's that been for you? Um, it's been full on. It's been absolutely bumper to bumper, as you say. <laughs> it's like nonstop uh, PR, but it's it's fantastic. And and the fact that you can, you know, the auditions are beginning now for the new series. Right. And that you can audition and you should go right. audition if you think you've got talent. Absolutely go for it. Right. And that's at agtauditions.com and that's the, that's it. Yes. We'll you talk- can, you can find your city to audition in, but also you can just audition at home uh, on a video. Just send it in to the website. Again, it is agtauditions.com. And if you don't want to, go out and do it live or if you can't just make a video send it in and you could be on the next season of America's Got Talent and they have a very special host this year Simon Cowell is going to be a uh, he's going to be a judge he's not the host judge he's the judge he's going to be a judge this year on America's Got Talent and that's pretty (laughs) look we don't know what we're doing Um, (laughs) this is evident 
right. Well, uh, <laughs> so look, so we're gonna get back to the auditions later but, on. But, to, but just talk I about Simon Cowell. I didn't want to just Cowell. talk to just, the puppets, but now I listen, would like to. You're no. gonna talk to the puppets in a minute. Don't worry, I'm gonna get I'm the puppets. I'm, I'm here. I'm down here. I can hear you. That's Albert. We're you not getting there. to you yet, Albert. What we're talking to Paul. Sam, shut up for a minute. No, just talking about Simon Cowell. I think it's a terrific thing that he's on there because you know I know he's got this kind of image of being the the nasty guy, but but you know he's. He, this man is not stupid. This man makes superstars, and he does kind of know what he's doing. So I think it's fantastic that he is a judge on the show, and that you know he doesn't mince his words. Um, and um, I should imagine, you, you know, Howard, Howard also, you know, yes. he 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 would say what he thought. Right. Thankfully, he, he was he was very supportive of what I did from the very beginning, which which really helped, and he liked what I did. Um, but I saw him you know not like people and right. that was pretty scary um and knowing that you when especially on the live shows it could happen to you you just you would never you know it stopped you doing those live shows at any is, moment is the scariest thing i've ever done and i think you know I've, I've been performing for a while and i've done some pretty big gigs in my time right. however that you know the li- live live from right. radio city you know that's a big deal and you look at those judges knowing that you know i knew i was doing quite well but at any moment, I was not getting complacent whatsoever because I knew that there could easily be a, uh, right, know, sorry, Paul, this time it's not worked out. You know, right. we didn't like what you did. Well, that's kind of what I want to talk about because before, before you got introduced to America's audience, America's Got Talent, you were already pretty big over in your country. So you want to talk about that? I, I would say um, I've been, I, I've made a, I've made a, you know, a good living uh, gigging as a ventriloquist. I wouldn't say I was big. I would say well, I've big, done was it big, big, big talent. Did it, yeah, I did a, t- a TV talent show like twenty years ago, which definitely helped me. Um, and you know, I've been I've been gigging a lot, and I've worked. You know, because th- thanks to things like YouTube now, you know, you get a clip from a TV spot you've done on, mm-hmm. on something, and that goes around the world, and then you get booked now because a comedy scene. You know, the Forbes Rich List was out uh, d- last week or whatever, and and it's uh, all the all the top c- uh, ten comedians, and, and the amount of money these guys have earned. You know, and two of them are ventriloquists, which is fantastic for right. ventriloquism you know Jeff Dunham and, and Terry Fater the fact that you can earn such money and that people love comedy it just shows you how much of a big 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 business this is especially around the world globally you know these guys Jeff Dunham's toured the world huge um, and and so I've been lucky enough to to tour the world not not anywhere near as you know on that sort of scale but I've done the comedy circuit in, in Asia for the expats for Americans and British um, and so I've been I've you know I've travelled a lot and I've and I've done a lot of gigs but nowhere near on you know uh, on a sort of global so scale so what sparked your interest in ventriloquism as a kid um, I started playing with dolls at a very early age uh, I had no friends <laughs> and um, I no I was do you know what I was just always interested in magic I got a magic set box of tricks for Christmas um, and uh, and I, I was fascinated by the Muppets and Sesame Street and I just knew I wanted to do something that involved puppets and comedy I never wanted to be a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. but I loved stand-up comedy right. um, and comedians and, and Laurel and Hardy and Jerry Seinfeld is one of my favourite comedians oh, favourite you know um, and, and funnily enough after um, after I won the show in New York I went with my friend Lee who's sitting over there he's the coolest guy by he, the way he is the coolest guy well and he helps me <laughs> he's with, pretty cool he helps me with my show um, and we've known each other for a long time we're the best of friends and we went for breakfast in a diner uh, around the corner from the hotel in New York and we're sitting down and as we sat down I saw that Jerry Seinfeld was in the next booth mm. and I was so excited I can't tell you I almost wet myself. I was that excited, right? And I said to Batty, that's his name, Lee Batty, right? And I, uh, I, I use ventriloquism. It comes in really handy. I went, don't look now. Ah. But, oh, my God. Seinfeld is in the next <laughs> booth. Booth, that's quite difficult to say. 
beef. And um, and I and he's really unsubtle. So if I say, "Cool, look at that girl over there. She's beautiful," he'll go, "Where?" where, where, where? <laughs> he's, like, he's so unsubtle. So I said, "Don't do <laughs> Jerry. Don't do one of your yeah, exactly. So uh, don't do one of your unsubtle things, subtle looks." And I said, "I'm going to go and ask him for a photograph." And I would never normally do that. I, I'm not into getting autographs and that kind of thing. But I thought this is Joe Seinfeld, one of my heroes. You definitely yeah, you have to go for it. You got to go for it. in so, a diner in New York. Yeah, exactly. So I, I stood up and and he was having a conversation with a comedian who I recognised, whose name I can't remember. I said, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but my name is Paul Zerdin. I am one of your biggest fans. I've just won America's Got Talent. Right? And I <laughs> oh, said this it. Is recently. Now, oh, this wow. is this was Drop literally a little name. two days after I won the show. And I would <laughs> yeah. never, ever normally do something like that. But I just thought, now, if I'm going to do it, now is the time. And he said, oh, wow, you've won America's Got Talent. He said, well, I don't normally do photographs. I said, could I have a photograph? He said, I don't normally do photographs, but because you've won America's Got Talent you can have a photograph sit down and we had a little chat ah, and wow. we had a photograph and I was so excited I was as excited meeting Seinfeld as I was winning America's Got Talent the two were that. neck and neck it was just you know I watch that show all the time right. and it's on it's on here I mean, all the time definitely. I've got it on DVD at home and I love it And I uh, anyway um, so we're leaving we finish breakfast we leave the diner and as I walk out this woman comes running up to me and asks me for my photo- photograph right so it's kind of a photo with you and I said I don't normally do photographs <laughs> <laughs> but since I just won America's yeah, Got Talent I'll Jerry do it yeah, and it was just the most surreal experience I met one of my heroes and then I get asked for a yeah, photograph yeah and then you're myself. someone's it's, hero yeah it's so that's weird really well cool. she didn't say hero but <laughs> no, she meant it <laughs> but, but it's been amazing that's really great and I wanted to ask you too because you did do magic for a long time mm-hmm. did you ever think about bringing it in with the ventriloquism is that something you're going to do well I belong to the uh, the magic circle in London which is kind of like the magic castle mm-hmm. here um, and it's a very sort of exclusive magic society and um, I've been a member for a long time and I and I was actually a magician before I became a, a ventriloquist for a living I did magic for a living I was one of those annoying geeks that comes up to you when you're trying to have a romantic dinner for two in a restaurant and some bloke says uh, comes along and says hi uh, do you want to pick a card you know uh, I was that sort annoying of, you, know, you. you know um, and I made I made a I made a living I made a living doing doing close up magic and, and, uh, and I wanted to be David Copperfield Right. Um, your show I just saw in Vegas the other day, and it's <laughs> wow. just I, I on NBC's bill. They take care of the whole press for you. Uh, yes, okay, that's good. Shout <laughs> out to NBC. Uh, no, no, they didn't. No, uh, sorry, don't, I don't needed know. I, research. I wasn't supposed to be going to see it. I was supposed to be doing something else, and I managed to well, get out of it. And I went everybody. over. I just went over and uh, and saw David Copperfield's show, and it was fantastic. And every time I see it, it's different. He changes it all the time, right. and, it, and he loves it. Anyway, I was thinking just to go back to your original question. Um, I, I've been working on some ideas where the puppets do some magic, and some magic happens within the puppets, and that's why I love using animatronics which I've which I've used in the final of of, yes. the, of the show. I wanted everything sort of coming together, and that, in a way, I kind of think that is sort of sort of related because the whole thing is you know puppets come alive like this. Uh, let's Wait, get Albert out for a second. Oh. Hey, welcome to the show. So this is this this is Albert, and so this so is. Part, we don't have a mic for Albert. I th- apologize. Mm, do you know what? I was doing an interview the other day, and the presenter was ho- holding a handheld radio mic, and she put the microphone when the puppet answered. She she did that. When, really? when the puppet was talking <laughs> Did and she so do it kept going quiet and I kept having to say no the microphone needs to be near yeah. here <laughs> this is the speaker so so this is what so I think that pup, you know ventriloquism and puppetry it's part of magic because the whole thing is that it's an illusion that he's suddenly comes alive really yeah oh that's interesting yeah yeah who, who is this well this is Daniel hi nice to meet Daniel. you Albert yeah and you that's Cameron nice to meet you in person big fan yeah. definitely definitely what Happy to meet you in person. I'm a big fan of you. Yes. Mm. 
happy to meet you in person. See, now I love this. You are talking to a puppet now. Right. You literally. <laughs> hey, I mean, he, he sold me on it. Yes. Good evening. So you just getting back from Vegas? Yes, Vegas. We went to Vegas, didn't we? we yeah, we did. Yeah. Yes, I like those showgirls. You like the you like the ladies? Yes, I like the ladies. Yes. Yeah. So did you stay in your bag the time, or did you get to see the sight and see in a Vegas? Did you come out and play, or what? Oh, he's talking to you. Glenn? He's talking. I, oh, I got him. I know how to still be hung over from Vegas. I think I know how to get him to hear me. So how much of the prize money did you get, Albert? Yes, now let's talk about that. <laughs> oh, funny that. So um, it, I, and I do have to say for everybody that might be watching or listening, it is quite different seeing you do it live in person than on stage. close-up ventriloquism. Yeah, well, it's fantastic, though, because on stage, look you can kind of get look, lost. Look at it. Look at it. Is it moving? No. Is it moving? And that's the look thing. It. Sitting here is watching it, it, there is no way that I could say that your mouth is moving. Something's moving. I can see something. Get away. Look at it. Look, 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 look. look. Again, I think we should leave. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so my point sleep for a minute. Okay. Um, it's, Cameron uh, sleep. Oh, <laughs> right. You know, it, it, I always think that the ventriloquism is kind of related to magic because it's an illusion, isn't it? If you if you can definitely, you know, if you can do it. And what, what, at what point did you add comedy? Um, well, early on, really, because uh, I think ventriloquism without comedy is just a man talking to himself, which is a bit creepy. Mm-hmm. And you know, people already think ventriloquists are mad and creepy because of the way that they've been depicted in the movies over the years. You know, they're, they're all sort of psycho killers. And um, uh, I knew that from very early on it had to be entertaining. So you could be technically the greatest ventriloquist in the world, right. but if it's not funny, um, then what's the point, really? Um, right. So, yeah, early on. And did you grow up watching other ventriloquists? Like, did you Were you a fan of Charlie McCarthy? And You know, uh, uh, I discovered him later when I you know, became a sort of serious ventriloquist and, and you know, decided I was going to do that for my, for my living. Um, and so I did my research and you know there's been some amazing ventriloquists over the years and it goes back thousands of years but um, I knew Charlie McCarthy and Edgar Bergen uh, and, and he was a massive star mm-hmm. yeah he was a really he was really huge star. he made movies yes you know not just I think he started on the radio I think he had a radio show and then he had television and then he uh, went into I movies. Think he, I think he may have started in vaudeville too, even be, way yeah, yeah, back yeah, before yeah, sure, then. Sure, sure. But when he, but I yes. meant when he broke into broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when broadcasting, you know, because radio was. When, when did radio come in? Fifties. I say like the forties. Yeah, was forties. Oh, yeah, yeah. so, so when did radio? Yeah, Forty-two. Like so that, uh, late 40s. in the fifties, in 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 the UK, um, there was a um, the biggest show on the radio was a ventriloquist show, and I think he got the idea from. Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy and he was a guy called Peter Bruff who had a character called Archie Andrews and it was a sitcom on the radio all about a ventriloquist um, and people say oh you can't you know ventriloquism on the radio that's just stupid but it's not because it's the, it's about being funny and it was the comedy that was the most important thing and um, if you think about it a lot of radio is ventriloquism it is people throwing their voices that you can't see yeah yeah, where's his hand gone now? Oh, <laughs> he was, <I'm, clears throat> so let, let's talk about this uh, past season of uh, America's Got Talent yeah Let's go through your whole process on okay. the audition. So, how was it for you when you got the call or you auditioned? How what was that phase like? Well, you know, um, in in England, there's a show called Britain's Got Talent, and the, the part of the prize for winning Britain's Got Talent is appearing on a show called the Royal Variety Show in front of the Queen or Prince Charles. Um, and I was lucky enough to uh, already have performed on that show 
few years ago and so I thought well if I entered the British one that would kind of look like I'm cheating because I've already done the Royal Variety Show mm-hmm. and people might think oh hang on a minute that's not right why is he doing a talent show but I thought well America if you're going to do it why not do the biggest and the best show right. so I thought I'd sneak over to the state <laughs> have a go at auditioning I didn't tell anybody oh. only my, my mum and dad and my girlfriend knew no one else didn't tell Sol and um, came over did the audition in, in, in LA in April and I thought if it went well then I might start telling people about it but if, if I got like a <clears throat> and mm-hmm. then literally just walked off to the sound of my own footsteps uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell a soul and I, I thought oh, I could get away with it well luckily the audition went really well but when I came back I forgot about social media I was just like <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't know, hide you, anymore you, there's there are, you know there's, no there's always a trail none I'm sure like <laughs> as soon as you stepped off stage you didn't even air yet somebody was tweeting you just saw you audition I um I had what did I do I went home and I told I told somebody and then and then I was working away I was working on a cruise ship um a few weeks later and the f- a friend of mine who I didn't realize is a you know he's an old friend of mine he's a comedian um and I write with him sometimes as well and he sent me a text saying, um, "Hang on a minute, I, I just I've just seen you and the you and the puppet on, on a trailer for America's Got Talent. What <laughs> the hell is going on?" And then he phoned me and and we had a chat and I said, "Oh yeah, I'm doing it, but I'm not telling anyone really about it until you know until I know how if it, how it's going to sort of play out." And luckily, it was going quite well. Right. Um, so yeah. Right. So well, go ahead. Go ahead. So let's go back to you got the golden buzzer from Marlon Wayans, yeah. who is a huge. I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He in a way is a hero of mine. I grew up watching him. Yeah. But uh, that's it's not about him. It's about you. <laughs> no, no, no. But, was, uh, that so, moment yeah. when you got it, I. I w- it was a mixture of euphoria and jet lag because um, I'd just been doing some gigs in China and and in Hong Kong and I literally doing some comedy clubs for the Brits and, and the Americans, the expats I was talking about uh, and I flew home and then I flew into uh, New York and I did, did that week of the judges cuts um, and I thought the spot went alright I thought that I did. I, I wanted to do the baby, and I did a yeah, baby. Yeah, you did the, baby urinated, the urinating baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Zerdin and his amazing urinating baby um, tonight I, on I, NBC yeah. Live. Yeah, because you got. We bum, had a great bum, show about bum. that. Oh, did you? Yeah, you had to go back and watch that show. Oh, okay. maybe oh, not. Like, no. Oh, I'd like to see that. Um, I, and I did a routine that I just thought I think this will work really well on on TV. Um, and I, and as I did it, I you know you've got like an inner monologue going on as you're on when I'm on stage doing my thing. I'm, I'm th- you're judging the audience and I'm thinking is this is going well? Oh, that normally gets a big laugh. And there were a couple of bits I thought, oh, that normally gets a round of applause because I've been trying it out in clubs literally the week before. Mm-hmm. And so when I did it on this show, I thought, oh, that's interesting. That didn't get a bigger laugh, uh, as big a laugh as I, as I was expecting. But then uh, it obviously did the job because Marlon gave me the golden buzzer, and I'm forever grateful. Right. Now the quarterfinals is when I've really engaged with your um your artists when you uh left the stage. Mm-hmm. That was I had never seen that done before. Right. Like That's I mean, when Sam came alive. And you just yeah. walked off and he continued to entertain the crowd. That was that did it for me. And that was the magic. I but yeah, that it's also. kind of you know, it's animatronics and radio controls and animatronics have been around for a long time. Wait, he's not and, real. And um I'm really sorry. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, great. I can hear you. I feel right, so right. much better now. Um and uh, there was a ventriloquist in the um, 
60s uh, a British ventriloquist called Dennis Spicer who sadly sadly died in a car crash two weeks after he performed on the Royal Variety Show in oh, England wow. and he just made a, made a big impact and one of the things he did was um, have different characters within his show and he kept going back to this dummy that was just slumped on a chair and he'd say you alright I'm alright you alright <laughs> yeah I'm alright and literally he swallowed his voice did his routine where he swallowed his voice or something uh, and then he went back to it and then went back and did some other characters then went back to this puppet again and then right at the very end when he took his curtain call the dummy jumped off the uh, off the chair, came running off, and took a bow uh, with him, and took, wow. took the curtain call. And it was Kenny Baker, R two D two, wow, <laughs> inside the whole time, up, dressed up as a dummy. No, not even inside; it was him in a suit, and he just had makeup on his oh, face. That and is it was amazing. fantastic. And so I remember seeing a clip of that uh, somewhere years ago, I thinking, "What a fantastic idea!" And there was a ventriloquist in, in in England called Keith Harris, who sadly died last year. All these people I'm talking about have just died. Um, and uh, he had a character called Orville. He had a duck puppet. And he, in the 80s, early 80s, I remember seeing him uh, on TV. And he had a, he had a, uh, a duck puppet which came alive uh, and started walking on the stage. Wow. And um, so I was aware that, you know, and Jim Henson helps, you know, pioneer Definitely. all this radio yeah, control Legend. stuff with all the movies. And, and, and they used to use the guy who built my, my animatronic puppets. Um, he, he worked with Jim Henson on various, various films. And, you know, they used to use animatronics uh, where, where you, they couldn't get a puppeteer in, basically. So, so have it radio controlled. There's a famous clip on, uh, it's from one of the Muppet movies where Kermit is riding a bicycle with Miss Piggy and all the mm-hmm. Muppets through Central Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Muppets take Manhattan. It, that's it. <coughs> I know it very no, well. That's good. So that I mean, I've never, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I mean, Puppets so Muppets that at was all. made in the what, very early 80s. <laughs> yeah, yes. um, and, and that was a mixture of radio controlled you know, right. puppets and, and all sorts of stuff. So, you know, these sort of things have been around a long time and you just think if you've got this technology now at your at your fingertips why not embrace it and Absolutely. use it and it's still the fact is it's still ventriloquism and and particularly for my live spot are you coming to that are you building up to that oh yeah well yeah so next was the semi-finals uh, okay okay well yeah. you actually had to bring howie on stage and use him as a dummy now what was that process okay so, puppet. so oh, howie sorry. became my became my puppet and and the best puppet i've ever used he was absolutely <laughs> fantastic and i'm so grateful for him just being w- the way he was he was just brilliant and, and can we look, put it to rest he had nothing to do with it he, he was not in on it, it he had nothing to do with it i i you was heard it here i was going to use uh someone from the audience because that's what i do i have a routine where i have a man and a woman up on stage and uh, which I've just been doing at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, um, and I just love saying that because how often do you do that? Yeah. You know, um, and um, I thought I would use someone from the audience, and the producers were a bit nervous about what I wanted to do because they said this is going to be live television. You're going to use people from the audience. You know, it might go either way. Why don't? And they suggested, why don't you use a judge? And I said, Oh, really? Do you think the judges would be up for that? And they said, Well, we'll, we'll you know, we'll find out. So they didn't tell them what was going to happen, but they said, "Would you be? Would you be?" Originally, I was going to use Mel and and Howie, and um, and then the time you have such a short amount of time when you're doing your 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 performance on the on particularly on the live shows, and because it's live, um, I thought I'll just do it. I'll just do it with one person. So I said, "I'd like to use Howie," and they said, "Right, he's he's up for doing something, but we haven't told him what it's going to be," and his reactions were genuine, and he was just he was just brilliant and and the idea of a of a, a ventriloquist you know a human becoming a puppet goes back a long long time and i just thought it would be a great idea to have something you know a radio controlled thing so i i created that about two or three years ago when i was on tour at home and i've been working on it ever since and i thought this is the perfect opportunity right. to try it out it and great. use it on you know on one of the judges and i am so grateful he was just fantastic 
and he made me laugh as well while I was doing it. Funny. That's great. And uh, you were saying Lee is the one who helped you with some of the animatronics during So it. in the final performance, this is Lee, Lee Batty, everybody. Uh, <laughs> he's, hey, he's my very, very best, bestest, bestest friend and, uh, you know, he's my production associate. We we still haven't worked out what that means, no, but we say, "Oh, this is it my production good. associate." It sounds impressive. Doesn't it's it sounds it's so enough good. to get him through security. Go, hi, I'm Paul Zerdin's production associate. And I'm very Paul important. <laughs> and they go, so, "Oh, the guy who met Jerry Seinfeld." Yeah, come on in. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> so um, he he basically the final performance. I wanted to show that all the characters kind of coming back because I'd, I'd performed the baby on one. Uh, I performed Sam a couple of times, and I wanted to show that I had another character as well because sometimes you know you could be criticized for oh he always does the same puppet or whatever so i needed mm-hmm. to make sure that i introduced a new character and so albert came out on his mobility scooter and so um batty was uh we call each other by surnames uh batty was um operating albert's mouth so it's still ventriloquism mm-hmm. it just you can be a ventriloquist you don't have to have your hand up the backside of a puppet to be a ventriloquist right. so and i just thought i don't think i've ever seen anyone do do it like that before so we had albert come out on the scooter uh, and he was having to lip sync, so he was operating at Albert's mouth, but I was throwing my voice and making it, making him talk. And he had to lip sync to my, uh, to my, my speech. <laughs> and we did a whole new bit, which, which we wrote while we were out there for the final. And I told a, a comedian friend of mine at home, and I said, uh, he said, oh, I love that, that last bit you did on the final. And I said, yeah, I hadn't tried it out. He went, what? I was at the comedy store literally just a few weeks ago in London. And he said, you're crazy. I went, I just went out and just did a new bit on live television. Live on NBC. And, <laughs> um, and, and it was a risk, but it was a risk that, pay, that paid off. But his lip syncing, Batty's lip syncing was brilliant. And, um, and, it, and it worked really well, luckily. <laughs> it was spot on. It looked really <clears throat> good. And that well. brings us to the well. finals. Yeah, well, that was it. Obviously, we just we just discussed that's what it. I it's over. That's what that was. Yeah. So I'm way ahead of you. Thank you. No, you were ahead of me. He jumped. Cameron's trying to pull it back, and Paul's like, "No." Nope. Because I, he jumped into it. I'm like, uh, "Oh, I had it." But uh, it's okay. I'm sorry. What did? Was there anything well, you wanted to talk about? Sometimes we go off of it. You know, you jump right into it. Well, well let's go into that moment though okay. when you were in the top three now. Yes, I, How's so. the, it's, I can't really remember it. It's all a bit of a blur. I'll bet. To be honest, you're just because at that point you're done performing. It's just about finding out and having Nick Cannon draw it out as long as possible. <laughs> you know, and, and the and winner is yeah. hold, hold, please, yeah, waiting. Yeah, after With, commercial, after the break. Yeah, 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 and then there's another break, and it's um, it that that's worse than the actual performance. That you know, nervous, nerves wise. Right. Um, and there's nothing you can do. It's absolutely out of your right. Hands. It's done by that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you have to just you know try and get through it, and it just seemed to last a lifetime. And there was right at the, the final moment it was myself and Drew Lynch who was also uh, in the show in Vegas um, that we did along with Piff the Magic oh, Dragon I, that was his boy um, right there that was, he was look, I love you and I think you're great <laughs> thank but you. Piff is my man thank you. oh no Piff is hilarious he's, yeah he blew it at some time he did he unfortunately well he's terrific and he was in the show as well and it was lovely yeah. working with the two guys again and Drew and I honestly thought Drew was going to win so I was standing there in my head going over my Congratulations speech to yeah, him. Yeah, well yeah, good, good job, job. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. job. Hope <laughs> we get to work together. Uh, yeah, soon. yeah, it was exactly that. You know, I was going over my head, right? Say that, and then and then get off. And um, and then when they said my name, um, that was a real. You know, I genuinely my, the look on my face is is absolutely real. I didn't know what to to think. Like, was there a second where you're like, "Wait, well, I'm sorry." What'd you say? What the? <laughs> did yeah, you really say? Yeah, Paul? Yeah. Excuse me, uh, me, me. Yeah, no, it was like it was it was that, and it, and. Um, 
I still, when I say it, you know, I was, I saw, caught up with a friend of mine back at home in London, um, a few weeks ago, and we had, were having a few drinks, and I just kept on saying, she just, she kept on saying to me, can I just remind you, you won America's Got Talent? And it was just the weird, it's still saying it. it yeah. Sounds, it's, uh, so you're paying for lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Top yeah. dog. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so now you're doing the tour, the America's Got Talent tour. And no. then no, Is no. That, I'm doing the pre- that's all the press the press yes. tour to this press tour for yes building up for, for next season for the next season. Sorry, yes, I, I misunderstood. What Sorry, you I misunderstood what I was saying. Yes, so it makes perfect sense. <laughs> You'd make a good ventriloquist, you know. I really would. I think I'd be better as just the talk puppet nonsense the whole time. <laughs> that's my wife says that to me all the time. She goes, "Do you ever stop talking about nonsense?" No, and I say, "No, no." You married well, we, me. We, it's too can, late. we can see this. But as far as social media, has social media impacted you, your whole um, ventriloquism? Social media um, is, I mean, it's like, uh, it's, I, I can't really describe it. It's just, um, it's media that's social. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it's it just happens instantly, doesn't it? And people are sort of commenting whilst you're on, you're you're on, on stage uh-huh. or, or, on, or on, on TV, you're, you're, yeah. you're getting, you know, uh, a response and then doing the doing, doing the live shows in Vegas suddenly there'll be a tweet as soon as I get off stage mm-hmm. there'll be a tweet saying oh my god I love the show or oh my god I hated the show you know there's a reaction so it kind of happens whether you like it or not so you absolutely embrace it because it's the way right. how have you is. used it to you know spread your talent um, the, the one thing I find like I love I love the idea of Twitter um, but I find it, you know, that if you're supposed to be a comedy performer, the pressure for everything you say, I think, if if you, let's say, you, you look at Jerry Seinfeld's Twitter feed, um, you know, you want him to say something funny. So I think if people like me and voted for me and are fans of what I do, then he would be, uh, then you would be, you're, you're, you're obliged to say something funny. You want to try and be funny. And I can't always think of funny things. So... I think the photo. I like doing the photograph, the Instagram thing, because I can. Yeah. I can do a mm, sketch visual. or I do, you know, and that says it all, really. So I do more pictures than than uh, say, uh, "Great day today, beautiful weather." I'm going to get a coffee. You know, it's like who cares? <clears throat> now with um, season eleven coming up next summer, um, they have the audition tour going on. Agt auditions dot com. Make sure you sign up and be Absolutely. a part of next season. Um, what tips? You could be sitting <clears throat> here being interviewed by us. What more could you want? Right? Yeah. So what like what tips or things you could give to make somebody? Um if you if you've got a talent and you and you think you've got a talent and um you absolutely have to go <clears throat> go ahead and uh, you have to go ahead and audition because it's an amazing showcase and um you know yeah and you mustn't you mustn't be put off as well. You must you know it's quite it is a quite a daunting nerve-wracking pr- process. Right. Um, and don't let Simon Cowell, Cowell put you <laughs> don't off. Don't let him scare you. Don't off. let him scare you because you know if he likes you, you know um, he could really he could really help you. He could he could you know he could make you. Uh, and and um, you know I was I was really lucky. Uh, I, I think also if you do have a talent and you're and you and you kind of you believe in yourself and it's all about that. Definitely, you know, you believe, it, it, there's inner belief. Um, you have to kind of make sure that you save something back for if you do start doing well. You've got to still have material. Uh, that, that can kind of better what you've already done if you get far, further right. down the line so that I was conscious that as I went through each heat and I was lucky enough to get to the next the next level I still had something that I was kind of holding something mm-hmm. back but of course when you when you do your first audition you also want to show them what you can do and really Definitely. you sort of hit, the, hit them between the eyes so you have to make an impact but just not give everything right. away immediately so it's, it's hard it's really right. hard but it's, it's really important I'd say pace yourself Right, so that's the auditions tour, agtauditions.com. Mm-hmm. Now, quick questions for you. Mm. 
Make who, it quick. Who's, Go. Your, who's your favorite America's Got Talent judge? Who was your favorite? Um, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Who was your favorite contestant? Someone that you were behind stage with, speaking with? I love. Other it. than Paul Zerdin. Uh, other than Paul Zerdin. Winner yeah. for America's Got Talent. Uh, O's, O's Perlman, uh, the mind reader. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I thought he was terrific. And who is, is he the one that you got the best bond with and you guys still can you Benton. Still, Benton. Benton. Ben uh, Blow. Yeah, yeah. You still we, communicate with anybody yeah, after the show? Yeah, Benton, uh, O's, um, and um, um, the crazy letter man, Uzea. Oh, my gosh. I love <laughs> Uzea. He's, he uh, yeah, he's become, he's, he's become a friend. And oh. it's amazing when you're in, you know, you're all competing against each other, and yet there's this strange kind of, not I think bond is too strong a word but it, but there's there's something that happens and I think it's all because you're all part of something quite unique mm-hmm. and if you get so far with it which we you know we did to get into the finals you it's like you become a member of some sort of exclusive club so you're you're forever you know connected right. from this right so sorry that wasn't a very quick favorite, answer no who's your favorite beetle <laughs> um Paul McCartney okay I get that who's your favorite member of the who Roger I'm just throwing out British things now that he brought up. <laughs> Who, who's talking? Who's your favorite doctor? Um, Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, my uh, my favorite doctor, um, Doctor Stammers. He used to work at my surgery down the road, but he's left. He's now. great. He's real. I like him. His and, uh, adventures are fantastic. Who's taller, you or Heidi? I don't know. I, I think mm-hmm. she, she might be. I don't know. She is beautiful, by the way, in the she, flesh. She's beautiful in the face. Beautiful in the flesh. In the flesh. Yeah, the I mean, whole, I've seen all of the flesh. The whole, but I, what, I, what I saw. All right, was, we don't need to get into that. Are- <laughs> Whoa! I don't. I don't know where you were going with that. <laughs> so, if you can, as much as you can, I answer. like these quick fire questions. Ask me more. I mean, yeah, I had a couple more. Um, Craig Lewis band. I got to give a shout out to those guys. Yeah, they, they, that's they, not they, a question. They, they How many looks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center for Tootsie Roll Pop? How many? What? I don't even know what you're talking about. That's, that's like a, that's some sort of foreign language English you just slang. Said. Yeah, it's some, it's some English slang we got going on over here. I'm just trying to get some quick fire questions. What's next? Uh, this. Great. How has your fame changed over in your country now that you came over here and dominated on America's Got uh, Well, it's kind of filtered back home. So um, is this supposed to be a good answer? Out. No, no, it's good. Um, it's, yeah, it's, um, it's opened some doors at home as well, which is, which is great. And I did a radio show, which I've always wanted to do, called Steve Wright in the Afternoon on BBC Radio 2. And I used to listen to him when I was growing up, and I always wanted to go on the show, and I could never go on that show. Uh, and um, I tried and tried and tried, and they just said thanks, but nah, it's not not for not us. Yet, not and yet. then I win this show, come on. and they're on the right phone away. saying, "Come and be a guest." <laughs> you had to go to America. I had to go to America. I know it's strange, isn't it? The That's strangest how it works. thing. It's like Jesus, he had to leave. Okay, um, <laughs> why are we talking about that? I'm, just, I'm right here. <laughs> let's say, talk about you, you know, Jesus. Nobody gets love. Yes. Now, now let's talk about the real reason you're here. Jesus Christ as your <laughs> Lord and Savior. <laughs> Questions, comments, concerns. So what's next for you, man? You just got back from Vegas. You got a million dollars in the bank account. What's good? What's next for you? Which, what can we expect? Um, TV? Yes, hopefully. Um, touch wood. I've got some ideas. I don't think this is wood, is it? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, well, that looks a bit odd. Is it touch wood? Touch wood? We have not got wood. <laughs> hand between your legs. <laughs> touch wood. Um, it's um, too rude. Uh, I, I've got some TV ideas. And I was, you know... Um, when I had the, all the characters on stage together for the, for the final performance, I was in the back of my head thinking, um, I've had an idea for a sitcom for a, lo- a long mm-hmm. time, which is kind of Seinfeld meets the Muppets. NBC, with, oh. with with a with a ventriloquist, and I, it's never been done. I don't think it's ever been done done before. So I'm keen to uh, yeah to That'd try. Really and they just brought the Muppets. Around. Yeah, the Muppets are back. Right. Can you believe so the Muppets are still going? I know. After, uh, since what 76, 77 yeah, They had a hiatus and then they came back. You know, but 
that's just what's amazing. so crazy about that is their marketing is brilliant I know it's yeah. another network but the way they're they're keeping those puppets out there and they yeah. had the whole and the social media side and the it. social media and Kermit dumping Miss Piggy and yeah, bringing wasn't that it great? Up. oh I would watch it was, like, was, a, it was like a reality hilarious. show yeah. it was that it's, engaging it's brilliant and, and I and I you know uh, they're just the best I love uh, you know it's, just, it's a shame that Jim's not around definitely right. so, you know, to see what to see what they're still doing yeah. so go ahead and, go ahead go ahead sorry oh, no, 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 no so go ahead and give your social media how they can get a contact to you where you're going to be at next and so, America's Got Talent um, America's Got Talent that's the that's the important thing agtauditions.com uh, and it's going to be go to go online and you'll find out all the details of where the tour is going to be and and you can literally you'll be there you'll be in front of a camera that's when the, the filming starts from from there so it's a massive opportunity uh, if you've got talent absolutely go for it and um, what would you like could, to see on the show could, that wasn't there? Could change your life. What, Who, type, what type of talent would you like to see on next season? Well, you know, you know, I, I come from a magic and you know, vent as we say, puppet background. So I, I want to see more. I want to see more puppets and and more magic. Uh, more magic puppets. More magic puppets. I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, I don't want to see so many singers because there are other talent shows for singers. Yeah, that was I, our point this season. I don't know uh, if anyone's ever touched on that on our show. Every single episode by me, but oh, really? I, well, <laughs> okay. I just feel personally that it's a talent show, and there are very talented singers. Yes, but there's there America, American the Idol. It was gone, but there's Voice. Yes, there's a lot of other shows, other shows specifically for, singers. for singers. But and there are, I mean, there's magicians do have <clears throat> some of the Penn and Teller shows, but it's yeah. not quite the audience that America's Got Talent this is this gets. is a this is a variety show yes. right. variety talent show and so in a variety show you have to have a singer right yes. you need a singer you want to see singing and you want to see dancing and you want to see people that can do amazing things and and when you see this show and you watch America's Got Talent uh, there are it just shows you there are some unbelievably talented people right. out there let me ask this question what did you feel about the the extreme what was that? America's the extreme. Is there a question to there? Yeah, the question is, what is his opinion about the, all the extreme talent sports they mean? did outdoors when they were jumping over fire? You don't have to answer that because it's not really a question. Um, what was it? No, why am I asking you? I, I I only saw a bit of it. To be honest, oh, I didn't, see, see, I didn't okay. see. I didn't really see that. So I'm sorry, I can't comment on that. Ask me a better question. <laughs> well, I, I do have a question. Is there anybody Awkward. going back that was like, really, you're going to be a ventriloquist? You're going to make your money doing that? That you're now like, hey, uh, check this out. Yeah. Um, well, early on, I remember, you know, you have to have, you've got to have hard, hard gigs along the way when you're doing comedy. And you know pretty soon whether you're, you know, whether the gig is going well or not within the first there's a British comedian called Tommy Cooper he was a comedy magician and he used to say I can always tell in the first in the first 20 seconds whether whether it's going to be a good audience or a bad audience good night and that was it it was off and it's just like it's true you know it's based on that's based on on truth that you know within the first sort of 30 seconds whether you're going to get this audience or not and you have to and I and there's been times when I haven't and that you know they let you know I had things thrown at me when mm. I was starting out. I used to work in some pretty rough places. I had ashtrays thrown at me. I had a shoe thrown at me. Um, and I think you learn. You just learn. You either you know th- 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 it's survival of the fittest, and you and you have to absolutely just you you, you not be put off. You have to go for it. And and if you believe that the, you, one day you'll make it, um, then you have to, you have to. And I have definitely had situations where I thought, oh my god. And I remember driving home. You know just thinking what the hell am I doing you know mm-hmm. I literally just spent four hours driving to a gig miles away mm-hmm. and um, and absolutely died on my butt mm. and then drive and got paid chicken and got paid nothing um, and had you know just had loads of abuse held at me all night but that makes you stronger you have to have the bad gigs you have to 
Yeah, I think that's very important. There are a lot of people who are LA every day thinking that it can happen just like yeah. that without putting any Knowing it's going to happen. I'm going to walk off this bus, <laughs> I'm going to walk into Hollywood, and I'm going to be in a well, movie. Well, you know, sometimes it does happen. People it does, do, and do it makes it harder for the rest of but us. But I've don't been doing it. <laughs> I have been doing it for twenty, about 25 years now. And, you know, I've only just kind of broken broken through so but you know sometimes it happens quicker for people but right. it, yes you know they say oh you're an overnight sensation yeah after 25 yeah, years right. you know that you know of yeah that you right. watching yeah. know of but i've been working you know doing doing it for, right. for a long time and and you get experience and, and hopefully you get better right. um and that's the thing you know you can be an amateur you can be a professional mm-hmm. uh and america's got talent is is the place to audition mm-hmm. no matter what because you know it's a it's a it's a, an amazing showcase if you can you know if you can do it absolutely and we've so. had uh taylor williamson on here a few times who was the runner up two seasons ago yeah. and he is still touring and yeah. working with nbc and working with america's got talent and then doing his own tours and uh there's so many doors that can be opened because of america's got talent yeah so like yeah. you exactly. don't have to win it just go on do it yeah, absolutely go for it. AGTauditions.com. Yes. Totally, totally go for it. And uh, they'll be in Los Angeles September 2nd. The, uh, nope, wait, you know what? That passed. I don't Gunnery know what that six. says right there. I'm going to just ignore the date <laughs> that's on up here. And I'm going to look. And just go on the website and you'll find out when it's coming AGT to your city. Auditions. And I, and I got to I meet Ted Fater, you know, winner from season two. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. he's become and friends. He's, he's, I was hanging out with him last week. That's amazing. With Terry uh, was this when you <laughs> performed at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas? Did, did I mention that? <laughs> <laughs> we did a performance together on the results show just before we got that. the results. Yes. Terry uh, and I did a little bit together. And, you know, to be on stage, first of all, pinching myself, thinking, right. I'm at Radio City Musical, Radio mm-hmm. City Musical, Radio City Musical. I'm live on NBC and I'm with Terry Fater. I mean, it was like, it's downhill from now on, really. And he and I don't know if you noticed this so much when you were doing it, but watching it, he actually picked up on a cue that you started when you started doing the puppet to Nick Cannon talking and then he came in the other side and was doing it it's what like, can I say no big deal <laughs> just uh, prompted Terry Fader to You're join very in observant. this bit I watch I watch everything he's become a he's become a friend and he's so he's nice great. he's just such a nice guy and you know he's, his show is amazing I've seen his show a couple of times in, in Vegas and you know that that's what can happen if you if you if you're passionate about mm-hmm. what you you know what you want to do um, and you and he's he's absolutely living the dream and he's such a nice guy he seems like it now I feel like I'm going to have to be this guy because there's going to be people commenting, where was Sam yeah. the whole time? And I, I, I feel like I would be remiss if, if, if he wants to come and join us. I feel like there'd Sam? be a lot of people that oh. would yell at us in caps locks. Oh, your hand is cold. Sorry. <clears throat> hey. Hello. Hello. Wow. Who is this? This is, uh, this is Cameron. Cameron. Hey, yep, pleasure yep, to meet yep. you. And this is Daniel. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm going to say some things that are going to make you confused and baffled at what I'm talking about. So, we're talking about America's Got Talent. Yes, I know. I'm listening. I'm just down there, you idiot. All right. Okay. Just don't be like that. So, what do you think about America's Got Talent? I think it's great. I'm going to audition. Really? Without? You think you can do it? By yourself? Without Paul? Yeah, I'm going to audition, yeah. What can you do? Ventriloquism. You can do ventriloquism. Do you have your own puppet? Yes. Is he here with us? He's talking now. Oh. He's there. <laughs> you're going to do ventriloquism? Yeah, I'll show you. You can't do ventriloquism. Yes, I can. You think you're good? Watch this. Hello, how are you? <laughs> well, come on, that's good. That was... Look, a puppet doing ventriloquism. But you didn't make his lips Look. move. 
Hello, how are you? I'll make his lips move, yeah. Hello, how are you? Now that's good ventriloquism. Oh, yeah. Okay, now that's creepy. <laughs> this is a good bit. Write this down. Yeah, I know. I'm going to write this down. We're ad-libbing now. Um, <laughs> we're so just, we're gonna... just going for it. What, what, what? So, Sam, how has your life changed since you left the show? Well, I shouldn't really talk to you now. To be honest, I'm too important. Are you? Yeah. Should we talk to your representative? Do you have your own Lee? <laughs> Lee, Batty. Lee. Ask him what his middle. <laughs> He's ask him what his middle name well, is. No, wait, Lee, <laughs> what's your middle name? I, I, I couldn't possibly say. <laughs> well, but you you would have to. It's, oh, you know what? Hold on, we'll cut the mics off. All right, yeah. one. All right, now the mics are off. You can just say it. Nobody can hear it. <clears throat> My name is Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't so know. I don't know if you know. I can't do ventriloquism when I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to say anything yet. No, no. I did. I lost it once in a show, and uh, and it, I was in the middle of making him talk, and I lost it. And literally, I was like, just I was in a crumpled heap. Can you bring <laughs> it back? Or did you have I, to I just got, I got end there. it? I got there. I got there together because I was working. I was working off. We were doing. It was a tour, and there's a bit where I come off stage and get the baby baby puppet and bring it back on stage. And um, we, I used <laughs> to just sort of swear at him when we'd come off stage. We just have a bit of banter, and and I went back on stage, and I could keep. I couldn't stop laughing because I could hear him pissing himself. Can I say pissing himself, by the way? Yeah. Uh, well, you just, you just, you just said it. It's too late. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, was, we'll not bleep was, it out. This is live. I was hysterically laughing. That's all I can say. Yeah, really funny. Ha, ha, ha. All right. Wow, this is getting personal. So you do you have issues? There's a side to him. There's a sign. Do you ever, Lee, do you ever walk in and they're just having a fight and nobody else is in the room? Well, I heard I heard them, uh, Albert and Paul arguing about the shower this morning. <laughs> I did that. You got the, I so was you just two were arguing up, right? about I the was, shower. I was. I'm not. You're not going to talk for a minute. Is that okay? You and okay, Albert. Go ahead. Um, he's very good today. Sometimes very professional. Yeah, I know. Um, so I was in the shower this morning, right? And we're sharing a room at the moment because um, you and Lee. Well, it's a long story. We're not a couple. Uh, no, really not. We're not, but we're sharing a room. It's that so we've NBC got, money. We've got just a, get a shared we've got a, room. We've got a share. We've got a twin room, right? And there's just luggage and stuff everywhere, right? And I went into the shower, and um, I was doing. I got out of the shower, and I was pretending that Albert, the old man character, was in the shower. So I was just <laughs> doing the voice because obviously I'm in the bathroom, and all he could hear, all he could hear was, I was just doing Albert's voice. Yeah, I, can I? Can you turn it on, Albert? Just get in the shower. I can't switch it on. Can you switch it on? All right, and I was like putting the shower on, and then uh, he said, "Can you do my back for me, please?" No, Albert, do your own back. I'm drying myself. Oh, come on, please. It was like a sort of, you know, one man. And you didn't care whether idea. Lee was listening no. I or was not. doing it. But I was doing it to make him think. Oh my God, Zerdin's <laughs> lost it. Because that's one thing I would like to point out. I never talk to the puppets off stage. You know, people think, "Oh, do you think he's real?" You know, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, I know he's a prop. No, he really. Oh, had- how rude! How rude! Um, I just, you know, I've heard of ventriloquists, though, talking to the puppets. And there's a famous uh, story within the world of ventriloquism that a ventriloquist, and I think he was an American ventriloquist, came over and was playing the London Palladium. Big theatre in London, right? Big, big, the, the, the variety theatre, uh, like your kind of Radio City. And he, he didn't go very well on stage, and he was overheard in the dressing mm. room afterwards shouting at the puppets, saying, you weren't funny tonight. Mm. Wow. <laughs> well, and there's a lot of famous stories that Candace Bergen was jealous of Charlie McCarthy as a brother. i Is that right? Yes. There, I mean, there are rumors. I don't know Candace really? myself, but uh, there's a lot of rumors that... There he had w- his own bedroom, about, apparently. Yes, and that he was treated as her brother. 
Really? And I'm not, I'm not okay, making that up. Strange, I wish I was. And again, strange. I can't confirm any of that. So if I'm about to be sued, my name is Cameron Penny. Oh wow! <laughs> you can find me at Yotown Music. <laughs> but you know, um, it's it's a, it's a very strange thing because I was doing a gig, a gig at a comedy club a few years ago, and I and I do a routine where the puppet's calling. Uh, either me ugly or someone in the front row ugly and it's like you know a lot of ventriloquist humor is you know the dummy having a go at someone in the audience or you know it's mm-hmm. it's it, you and you're free because it's because the, the it's puppet not you. you get away with stuff that you couldn't yes. anyway i could see this guy in the front row and he was like shaking his head he was like that not not looking impressed so i thought all right let's leave him alone for a bit and, mm-hmm. I, and did some other material anyway as the gig finished um you remember this don't you oh yes very well <clears throat> your voice is lower today i know that's because you've got sore throat um, and uh, as I walked out and I had the puppet in a bag over my shoulder and the guy was waiting for me at the door and I just had a feeling this was going to happen he was there and as I walked past he said to me this is no word of a lie he said you better tell your little mate to watch his mouth right and I went <laughs> yeah yeah right and he went no seriously this is here in America wow. no this was in London oh wow <laughs> oh, yeah yeah no I'll tell him do you get people? Oh, well, and so I was so tempted to make the puppet. The, yeah, you know, yeah, I figured you'd say something from like far away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. While I was starting the car, I can't do the voice. But uh, that was good. What? No, it was not. That was more of Pinocchio trapped in a burning building. Do you? I don't know. Where, don't I say things sometimes? Do, uh, Put me do away. You, this is embarrassing. <laughs> so, uh, possibly a two-part question: Do you do public appearances or like or signings and meet and greets with the puppets? And if so, do people talk to the puppet as if they're their own person? Um, yes, they do when the puppet is animated. When the puppet's just slumped in a heap, then because you, you, the idea is to make him, th- you make him think he's real. You know, try and make him yes. as, as believable as possible. That's right. Yeah, I'm real. Yeah, all right. Right, but then when he's not talking like this, and he's just an inanimate object he's just a, he's just a puppet so um, mm-hmm. I, people do though I did a hidden camera show a few years ago I did a pilot for a hidden camera show I was trying to get get off the ground and uh, you're right. Oh, this is really comfy thanks um, and it was about to see if people could uh, if people would talk to one of the things we did was to walk into a into a restaurant with the puppet and I took the old man in and Albert and just to see if people would have a conversation with the puppet went into a restaurant and ordered dinner for two and the waiter was having a full-on conversation with the old man and I was going oh yes can I have a Caesar salad please and I'll have the dressing on the side <laughs> and I was ordering my, my lunch and then we got we decided that he he was going to change his mind halfway through and then when they brought in the food I don't want that I want the soup or whatever and the guy was having a conversation and we had cameras everywhere hidden uh, just to see to see if it would if it would go and I was literally sitting in a restaurant and people were staring you know it was embarrassing but when we watched it back yeah, the reactions funny. were fantastic that's hilarious that's good TV and so I've got some ideas like that as well nice. that I want to get off the ground here that's great America's Got Talent season 10 winner Paul Zerdin can you give your social media handles please at Paul Zerdin how do you spell that that's Z-E-R-D-I-N that's at Paul Zerdin or you can go to uh, paulzerdin.com and Facebook Paul Zerdin and I think that's about it you have any performances here while you're in LA um, unfortunately I don't but that's I've got some meetings this week uh, to talk about that very thing right so the right. auditions tour is going down right now 2015 2016 dot com. Daniel Weiss uh, yes that's correct Cameron <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, you can find me at It's Daniel Weiss on Twitter and my improv group, Doctor Who Live LA, on Facebook. 
Cameroon. <laughs> Cameron Penny underscore. Thank you to Paul. Thank Zara. you so One much, Paul, for coming in. My pleasure. Pleasure Thank to you meet guys. you in person. Yeah, Congratulations absolutely. on the money. Thank you. We're going to lunch. Are we? Right. Okay. It's on me, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's all oh, right. that is it. Lee and the publicist pretty lady over here. I forget This is name. Christina. Christina. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see Thank you next time. Thank you guys so much. Spotlight on. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 